Creating your own reality. Is it possible for me? I am Jennifer K. Hill, the Consciousness Architect, and I am here to tell you that it's not only possible, it's closer than you might think. Welcome to the show. Welcome back for another episode of Regarding Consciousness. I am Jennifer K. Hill, CEO of OptiMatch and host of Regarding Consciousness. And I'm very happy and excited to get to share another incredible guest who had the privilege of meeting in person a couple of months back when I was visiting London. It's amazing how our paths intertwine us with the most extraordinary souls as long as we're willing to stay open and available and recognize it. So today we have with us Jamila J. Munja, who is a spirit guide medium author, host of the Spirit Guide Show podcast, and founder of the Spirit Guide Society. She uses her gift of communication to assist light workers and spirit workers who want to make this world a more inclusive, egalitarian, and compassionate place by teaching them how to connect and communicate with their own personal spirit guide. And today we'll be exploring her book, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide. Thank you so much, Mila. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, and shout out to our mutual friend, Noel, who brought us together. I love that this show is an amalgamation of brilliant thought leaders and authors and wonderful people who get always referred into the show by the most synchronistic of circumstances. So it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. So perhaps share a little bit. People, we've had experts on the show in consciousness before who might have danced around the idea of a spirit guide, but perhaps some of our listeners might not be familiar what a spirit guide is. Could you share with us a little bit about that? Sure. My definition of spirit guide is a little bit different what you usually find on the internet. And I learned my definition from my own spirit guides, and it goes as follows. Any kind of being from the higher realms that is connected to us in unconditional love and wants to help us on our spiritual path and in day-to-day life is a spirit guide. Mm. So that's how I define it. And I define it that way because oftentimes our definition that we find on the internet is that a spirit guide is always a human being that has passed away. However, that definition comes from spiritualism, which is a Western spiritual tradition, and they define it that way. However, if you look at it globally and more inclusive, then you can find, for example, that shamans also have spirit guides, but they often work with animal guides. Or you have some of the spiritual traditions in South Africa that work with beings from outer space, what we would call aliens. You have other traditions like the Wiccan traditions, pagan traditions that work with nature spirits. And so there are all kinds of different types of spirit guides. And my spirit guides showed me over the years that there are seven types. And so that's how I came up with the seven types. And also that's why I have this definition that's a bit broader than what most people are used to. All right. Inquiring minds want to know, Jamila, how did you figure out that you had a spirit guide? Because I know many people out there are scratching their heads and they're going, do I have a spirit guide? Do I not know I have a spirit guide? How do I find out if I have a spirit guide? So first of all, yes, everyone has a spirit guide. Every single human being has a spirit guide. In fact, we have more than one. We have a team of spirit guides. But so I found out that I have a spirit guide because mine or one of my spirit guides showed up in the middle of the night in full physical form in my bedroom about 20 years ago. And that 
obviously made me think. <laughs> Before that, I actually grew up in a family that doesn't believe in any kind of spiritual tradition. My parents are very scientific. They basically just believe in what they can see and touch and hear, etc. So that's how I grew up. But then when I was in my mid-20s, I was very... Yeah, I was a bit in a depression and I was, and also because I was adopted, I was, had like identity issues, trust issues. I didn't really know who I am. I was trying to find myself. And while I was trying to do that, I um, decided that I wanted to know more about my origins, where I'm from. And so I knew that I'm from Colombia. I knew that I'm partially indigenous from a um, tribe called the Embera. And so I started looking into what spiritual traditions they have because I wanted to, I knew I wanted to spiritually connect with my ancestors. And so I looked into their spirituality. I found out it, it's shamanism. I started reading up on shamanism and all that happened within two weeks, maybe. And then after these two weeks, I'm at home, I'm sleeping. My boyfriend at the time was sleeping next to me and I wake up. And I opened my eyes and I noticed that I can't move. I had sleep paralysis. Back then, I didn't know what that was. Nowadays, it's when you, yeah, when you wake up and you can't move. And so I opened my eyes and there's this man standing in the doorway of my bedroom. I had never seen him before. He was there in full physical form, just like if you were here in this room. And I just stared at him. And I noticed that he's darker skin, about my skin color. He is not wearing a shirt. He's wearing jeans, no socks, no shoes, short, dark hair. And he looks as if he's of indigenous Colombian ancestry. And he stares back at me. And I didn't think that it was someone who had broken into my house. I knew this is something spiritual. <laughs> People often ask me, were you scared? And I, I wasn't scared at all, which was really weird. When I think about it, you should be scared if there's some stranger in your house, right? But I wasn't. So I just stared at him. He stares back at me. And now out of nowhere, he has this red glowing orb, maybe the form of a baseball, the size of a baseball. And it just hovers in his hand. And then he threw it over to me. And I still remember that I felt the impact it made on my bed. And the next thing I knew is that I was passed out. And the next morning, I wake up. I, my eyes weren't even open yet, but my hand started searching for that red glowing orb. And then my brain started working and I opened my eyes and it wasn't there. I couldn't find it. So I was really confused. Like what happened? What was that? Like I said, I knew it was a spiritual thing, but I couldn't explain it. A few days later, I was signed up for a shamanism workshop because I was already into shamanism and wanted to know more about my roots, etc. So I go to that shamanism workshop. And the teacher said, okay, so what we're going to learn here is like how to connect with your spirit guides. And he explained how they do it in that tradition, neo-shamanistic tradition. And then she said, so here, this is what happens when you meet your spirit guide for the first time. They will give you energy, either in form of a hug, and you, they will hug you and you will feel the energy go into your body. Or sometimes they will give you energy in the form of a red glowing orb. And that's when I was like, oh my God, that was my spirit guide. And I never heard this ever again from anyone else about the red glowing orb. That was the only time, but that was like, oh my God, there's something like going on here and I don't understand it, but I'm on some kind of spiritual path and I was curious and I started learning about it more and more. And over the years, I had more experiences like this. 
very irregular, never that I wanted it. It just happened. Like in when I was living in Barcelona, I had a um, nature spirit that kind of popped out of the earth, ran around and then disappeared. I had little faces come out of like plants and trees that I could see. I had three aliens in my bedroom. Same story. I wake up in the middle of the night and suddenly they are there and they're standing there. I saw angels on the rooftops and of the houses around me. So I had weird, crazy experiences. And I, in the beginning, I didn't really know what to do with it. It was just like, this is cool. And it makes for great stories, but I don't know what to do with that. Um, but then over time, my spirit guides give me more and more messages about what this is about. And yeah, eventually it became, it got to a point that I started getting messages for people and about their spirit guides and what their spirit guides wanted to tell them. And um, so one day I woke up in the after afternoon nap and my spirit guide said, so you're going to start doing readings. <laughs> and I had never done a reading in my life before. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that <laughs> because I have other things to do. I have a business to run. I have all kinds of other things going on. And they were like, yep, you're, this is what you're going to do. And they told me exactly, this is, you're going to set up a website. This is what it's going to look like. This is how you're going to do your marketing. And again, I was like, I'm already running a business that's going so well. I don't think so. And they were like, just do it. I said, okay, I'll give it two days. I'll set up the website in two days. And I will not do any big marketing other than what you said. And I have two conditions. I need to, if you want, really want me to do this, I, it needs to make me enough money so that I don't have to worry about money. And I need to like what I'm doing. And then I started setting up the website. I gave it two days. Of course, someone was like organizing some Focus 55 thing where you all get together for two days and work on one project. I was like, yep, I'll sign up. <laughs> and so I did that. And before the website was done, I had my first client. It was a high profile tech entrepreneur client and I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> so that's how it started. <laughs> oh my gosh, Javilla, that's so powerful. And it is true that I feel like the universe, whatever you want to call it, conspires in your favor. It was so funny. I think I even have a note on my desk. So the other day, like much like you were going, I need some proof here. Show me the proof, right? And we've been building this company, OptiMatch, and it's I never thought in a million years I would run a software company. If you had told me 5, 10, 15 years ago, you're going to be CEO of a software company, I would have said, you're, you've lost your mind. No, sir, I would, that would be my worst nightmare job. And yet here I am. So I'm fighting with the universe, which this is something funny. I was teaching a coaching client of mine the other day. She said, you mean you can fight with God, the universe? I was like, oh yeah, I fight with God, the universe all the time. So I am fighting and I'm like, I have a bone to pick with you. I have poured, we're not even going to talk about how much money, time into this endeavor. You must give me a sign. And this was like a week or two ago. You must give me a sign today if you want me to continue working on this. So cute. I share this with my husband. And my husband, literally, if you're watching this on YouTube, he makes me a sign that says, you need to keep working on it. <laughs> he jokingly says that. Okay. Yeah. Jamila, it was the most miraculous day. It wasn't just one sign. It was like calls I wasn't even expecting to be related to our software company. Everything was related. Like I was just trying to help other people. And they're like, what about this OptiMatch thing? Can I use that? Or can I refer it out here? And yeah, how, oh, this is going to change the world. And I was like, okay, fine. Give me three or five signs. Okay, deal. But sometimes <laughs> that validation, because sometimes we could be on the wrong path. 
And that's what I personally noticed with our guides and wisdom and teachers, whether they're in physical form or in metaphysical form, is that it's all meant there to guide us. So whether it's a meeting that you're about to have, like you having that client that had to fall off your chair or having something metaphysical happen, it's all there if we're willing to ask for it to have the signs come up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And before all of this even started, I had a similar like conversation with my guides or spirit. I call them, I say spirit when I talk about the universe and all of these things. But so because my other business that I had before wasn't going so well and I was really at my wits end and I was broke and I felt a loser and everything. I was just in a bad day. And I argued <laughs> with my guides as well. And that was the same thing. I was like, okay, I give up. I tried this. It's not working. I don't know what else to do. So just show me what to do. Just show me. And that's when all this started. When I, all this. It's yeah. so powerful. I did the same thing. So one of the first times I really, I had been told by people for years, you have guides, you have so many guides. And you're like, huh, what? Like I remember the first person who told me that I thought they had lost their mind. And somewhere in the process of the last five or 10 years, I started realizing that we are really connected to people who are alive and people who have passed on. And it was when I first started doing interviews with Deepak Chopra in 2020, it was like January 2020 was our first show. And we did four or five other shows. And December 2020 came around, Jamila. And when that happened, we had an interview on special relativity and Einstein's theory of relativity, which I know nothing about. I know backwards of nothing about. And so yeah. I tried everything, Jamila. I prayed. I meditated. I studied Stephen Hawking's for months leading up to this interview. And I remember it was December of 2020 and I fought with God that morning. I was like, God, I can't do this interview with Deepak today. I am not equipped. I have been studying quantum physics and special relativity for months now and I'm going to fail at this interview. There's nothing. I've tried to do everything I can. I'm not qualified. I know what happened, Jamila. You know, missing a beat. God came in and said, ask Einstein. And I was like, what? And God said, before you go to interview Deepak, the interview was at 10 o'clock that night with Deepak and Don, said before an hour before your interview, go into a meditative state. When you're in the trance-like state, ask Einstein. He'll tell you everything you need to know. And I looked at a lot of stuff, Jamila, up until that point. I was like, yeah, uh-huh, that's going to work. Okay, like totally skeptical. So I meditate every day. And of course, I'm used to going into these altered states. So I go in the altered state and I almost have one eye open. And I'm like, uh, as I get in there, I'm like, I Einstein, Mr. Albert Einstein, this is Jennifer Cahill on Earth. God said you could help me out. And it was the strangest sensation I've ever had, Jamila. I'm sitting there in the chair meditating. And I started to feel reverse swirling. It was like a spiral in reverse. And I dropped out of my chair. And I've since heard that this is like an indication of going into another state. Next thing, I am having so much fun. Like Einstein is like flying me around space and time and showing me like real time how everything works from a special relativity standpoint. I didn't even want to go back to do the interview with Deepak and Don. I <laughs> really don't remember if I was gone for 10 minutes or 30 minutes. All I remember is I came out and it was almost time to do the interview with Deepak and Don. And it was one of my favorite interviews I'd ever done because all my fears just subsided. And I was just in this amazing flow state that Einstein had just initiated. Yeah. And that's exactly how it works. And that's exactly how you communicate with your guides. And it doesn't matter if for you that's like spirit or God or spirit guides or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're talking 
call it the universe. You're talking to a higher power and naturally how to do it. Or maybe you learned it. It took you a while. But the thing is, people come to me because nowadays I mostly teach how to connect with your guides. I don't do readings anymore. But people want to learn this, how to get into the state so that they can open up and talk to spirits. That's what you basically did. You talked to the spirit of Einstein. The problem that most people have is that they get stuck in what I call the Western mindset. Because in our Western society, we learn that only the rational part of ourselves is real and we can should only use that part to interact with reality. And our intuitive side, we shouldn't take that seriously. It's not real. And so we automatically discard it. So our spirit gets talked to us through our intuition. And so when we get, everyone gets information from their spirit guides all the time, but our our brain is set to filter it out automatically. So it immediately goes into our subconscious instead of staying in our conscious mind. And so that's why people think that they don't have spirit guides and that they can't talk to them. We have to unlearn that. We have to like learn to listen to our intuition again, to open that up again. And what, but then it's really easy. It's really easy to do to talk to your guides or God or the universe or spirit. And it's not hard. Everyone can do it. It's a skill that everyone can learn. It's just like playing the piano. Anyone can learn to play the piano. Sure, maybe not everyone's going to be a concert pianist, but everyone can learn enough to communicate with their own guides. And yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to do, what I made my mission to help people trust their own intuition again so that they can speak to their guides. I love that. I don't know if you've tried this or taught your clients this, Jamila, but what I've noticed is, because I was very skeptical. Again, I have this rational, logical side of my brain that's screaming, this is not possible. And so something I was taught by one of my other teachers a few years ago is I will actually go through it. And I like to think of it as actually talking to God. I don't know if it's God, guides. It doesn't really matter to me what yeah. you call it. Though for me, I like to think of it as talking to God. And when I talk to God, I will write down questions. Will I do an interview with Jamila today? And it'll be like, yes or no. Will this meeting happen? Is it in my highest and best good to go here or there? And what I found that really helped me to strengthen my belief and letting go of that rational side was to ask these yes or no questions. And it started off where 60% of what I was hearing was yes, and it was correct. It was on point. And then 70% and then 80%. And then you start to be able to distinguish what's your ego mind telling you and what's your heart or your wisdom or your intuition or your guide telling you. And that's how I personally flex that muscle. What is your, What do you recommend to your clients on that, on how to develop? Same it? thing. Really? It's absolutely same oh thing. Yes, the yes and no. Yes, definitely. So I have a um, specific, specific meditation that I learned from my years when I was trained as a classic medium. So as in speaking to dead people, it's called sitting in the power. And basically you sit every day, even if it's just for five minutes and you meditate in a specific way, you focus on your crown chakra and you open that up and connect with the center of the galaxy. You connect with your root chakra and connect yourself with earth. So that you are aligned and also so that you are safe, that you are held by Mother Earth and that no negative energy can come into your space. And then you connect with your power chakra, the third one, and you visualize a sun in there that like blows up and becomes bigger so that it creates a space around you. And that's like your spiritual safe space. And so you create that sacred space and then 
you connect with your guides and you call in your guide. And the first thing that I students do is feel the energy of the guide. So first sit in that space by yourself, because most people don't even know what their own energy feels like without like constantly like thinking about other people, having other people in their space, et cetera. So first sit with yourself, really get used to your own energy, then call your guide and ask them to step into your space because then you feel that the energy changes in that space. And that's the first sign. Oh yeah, there's someone here. There's an energy here. And then you ask your guide to step into the space and out of the space. So you feel the difference. And again, in and out and in and out. Once you know what that feels like, that you can feel their energy, then the next step is to ask us a no questions. And so for a yes, for example, you ask them to step into your space if it's a yes or stay outside of the space if it's a no. And then ask very simple yes and no questions. Nothing in the beginning that have any kind of like consequences for your life. Just ask, should I wear the red dress today? And mm -hmm. that's it. Because if you ask very simple questions, then there's no, there's nothing to win or lose. And so then your rational mind doesn't play up so much and doesn't interfere so much. So keep it very simple. And then over time, like you said, you'll learn to trust it and the, the results get better and better. And then you can start asking more um, questions that are actually um, important to you. And then the next step is to ask more complex questions that are not yes and no questions. That's the process that I teach. I love it. Yeah, I've been doing a variation of that. And for me, I just go into a meditative state. So at the end of my meditation, I do heart-focused breathing, do some inner child work, and then I go into talking to God, angels, masters, guides, whatever you want to call it. And I find that's why so many of us cannot connect is there's so much noise. We can't differentiate between the noise. It's like static or a radio frequency. That's it. Yeah. Unless we're tuned in, it requires us to quiet the mind. And you can do that through meditation, box breathing, so many beautiful techniques out there, yeah. whatever you choose. And then it's in that stillness that all of a sudden, like my husband, I remember one day we were walking by the water in Lisbon and he said, honey, what does God sound like? And I was like laughing. And I was like, it doesn't sound like anything in physical form. It's just this really quiet voice that you're almost leaning in to hear that's like a whisper that for me comes from the heart. And I know that's how I can differentiate heart versus ego. If it comes from my head, it's like loud. Then most often it's my ego offering its opinion. But if you can almost barely hear it, it's at a whisper then I know it's like you have to tune in to really closely listen. And it's profound what you hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess you have a natural, like intuitive ability and you figure that out for yourself. I'm sure you took all kinds of courses and workshops and all the kinds of things, but that's amazing. Yeah. Some people figure it out by themselves and others need a bit more help. But like I said, everyone can do it. And that's the beauty in it. Like there, you don't have to be special. Sure, a medium or a shaman are special in the sense that they are really good at this. But everyone can do it. Like literally every single person on earth can do this. So how do you, because I know everybody is different. And this is what I find so fascinating. And I think why some people give up. If you think of the clairs, like clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance are different types of clairs. I remember hearing about those years ago, like seven, eight years ago, and be like, Claire, what? <laughs> but <it's> yeah, <laughs> some people I've noticed, like my husband, for example, she doesn't hear anything. He is not clairaudient in the slightest, but he feels things in his body, like something will feel good or bad to him. 
And he'll be like, oh, I can't go do this. This is bad. And other people I know, there's a vocal coach I know here in Lisbon who she sees things like she'll see entire imagery. So have you noticed that sometimes guys yes. show up for some people in an auditory way, other people in a more visual way? How have you noticed that? Is there anything you can do to cultivate or figure out the best way to connect with them in that sense? Absolutely. In my book, I talk about like the seven types of guides and often, and I also talk about the different clairs. So there is audience, which means clear hearing, and that's when you hear. Well, and then also there's objective audience and there's subjective audience. So when you, objective audience is if you actually hear a voice that's if it's outside of you. Some people have that. Subjective audience would be if you hear a voice inside your own head. So then you have clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. And again, you have the subject, subjective and objective. So objective would be what I had. I saw my spirit that in physical form in front of me. It wasn't an inner vision that would be subjective. And so then you have clear sentience, which is clear feeling. It's again, can be objective that you feel that someone is putting a hand on your shoulder, for example, or you feel it on an inner level, subjective more as a feeling like a gut feeling or like that you suddenly get really hot when there's a spirit in close to you or really cold sometimes. And then you have also clear gustance, which is clear tasting. Not where it doesn't happen very often, but some people suddenly have a taste in their mouth. Like suddenly they taste their grandmother's cookies that she would always bake for them, for example. And that's a sign of, hey, your grandma is here and is saying hello. Or some people have clear which is clear smelling. People who are, for example, are really good with wine tasting often have clear scents or clear scents. And so, um, and then there's the last one, which is clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. You suddenly know something. And this can actually be the hardest one because you don't know where it's coming from. There's just suddenly you have information and you just know that's true, but you don't know where it's coming from. That's my strongest one. And a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, idea people, who are creative people, oftentimes they are clear, have clear cognizance. And so how to find out is by really observing yourself. What kind of person are you? Are you a very visual person? Are you a painter, for example? Then probably your strongest clair is clairvoyant, seeing. Are you someone who's, are you a professional who really relies on smelling and tasting? Then probably these are your strongest ones. So really look at yourself. What kind of personality are you? What do you use in everyday life the most? And then focus on these clairs because usually then your guides will come through these clairs. So that's actually really a practical, easy way to find out. Yeah, it's almost scary though, as you start to develop it. Like for me, I have claircognizance where all of a sudden something will overcome me and I'll know two days before the war in Israel happened and the terrorist attack happened, I was just standing in a kitchen at an Airbnb in Copenhagen. And all of a sudden, Claire Cognizance came over at me. I looked at my husband, dead sober. And I said, honey, there's about to be a horrific terrorist attack in a big city in the world. And I didn't. And I was like, I just feel it in my bones. And he said, my yeah. love, why would you say that? Why would you put that out there? And I said, it's not something I'm saying. I'm just like, I know it. I know my next breath is going to come in. And it's yeah. Can be scary though at the same time too. Because yeah, new on this path, you're like, what the heck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I get a lot of people that come to me and have experiences like this, and then 
they can't do anything about it. No one, no individual person can do anything about this. Or oftentimes they will see when a family member is going to die, for example, but they can't stop it. But then they feel guilty because they think, why did I see this if I wasn't supposed to do something about it? But oftentimes this is just a sign that you are spiritually awakening or that um, you're awakening even more. You are already spiritually awakened, but it's a sign that like you're going through a spiritual transformation and that your chakras are opening up, that you're getting more information. It's not about doing something about it. It's just, oh, I'm getting this information. And that's the lesson to take away from this. I'm opening up to receive information. What can I do with it? Not, you can't prevent your grandmother's death, for example. No one can do that. But you can realize, okay, I have this ability to receive information and I can do something with that and help other people, for example. Yeah. So what, before we wrap today, we didn't even get into the seven spiritual guide. What are the seven spiritual guides? Because I know inquiring minds want to know. We have the angels. That's an easy one. Most people know what angels are. In the bigger monotheistic traditions, they are known. Then we have animal guides. Oftentimes shamans and people from shamanic traditions work with animal guides. We have the ascended masters, and these are human beings that are very spiritually advanced and have passed away and are now helping from the other side and not reincarnating anymore, but just helping from the other side. We have ancestors. Obviously, we all have ancestors. These are also humans that have passed away, but they are normal people and they can help a lot with like family stuff, relationships and anything to do yeah, with family things. And then we have star beings and star beings also sometimes called aliens. I don't like to call them that because then people think about scary Hollywood movies and that's not what it's like. They are often here to help us raise consciousness for humanity. And so people that work with star beings often work on that level that they help raise consciousness. A lot of people in, for example, that come in with neurodivergent people or trans people, these kinds of people that stand out a lot often work with star beings because they are here to help raise consciousness. And then the last, and then we have gods and goddesses. And these are a lot of people in the West know like the Greek and the Roman gods and goddesses, but obviously there's lots more from different cultures around the world. And a lot of gods and goddesses have been forgotten by humanity, but that doesn't mean that they're not around. They can still be here and work with us. And I think I'm forgetting one nature spirits. So nature spirits are obviously, they are the spirits of the trees, the rivers, the mountains, and they help us manifest. So if we want to manifest something, then it's a good idea to work with nature spirits. And there's one thing that I want to mention how to find out like in a really easy way, what kind of spirit you have. One is to, um, again, look at yourself. Which one do you feel drawn to? If you are someone who's really into nature, then it makes sense that you are probably uh, connected to a nature spirit. If you have always felt connected to a certain god or goddess, then that's what it is. It's very simple. Listen to your intuition. And otherwise, there's also a quiz on my website that you could take. And it's very simple, 11 questions, and it will tell you what kind of spirit guide you have. I love it. Where do people find this, Jamila? We have to have you on for another whole episode just to break down the seven. I just started geeking out with you on some of the other spirit guide stuff. But what is your website where people can connect with you? 
So my website is spiritguided.com. Spiritguided.com. And that's where they can find yeah. the quiz and information about the yes. classes that you offer, yes. right? Yeah. And the quiz is also in the book. And the book is called The Seven Types of Spirit Guide. And you can get it on Amazon and anywhere where books are sold. Oh, thank you so much, Jamila. I'm so grateful that Noel brought us together for that wonderful yeah. that we got to enjoy together in London, laughing and singing. And my intention for each and every one of us, what, whatever you're doing out there, whether this seems completely incomprehensible to you and you're like, what did these two women just talk about? <laughs> whether you're like, oh yeah, I know about this. May there have been a spark of wisdom that may be percolated from this conversation and may grow into a flame. And may this flame be the wisdom that guides your path and helps you to better align with your purpose. Because as, as many teachers and masters have said, our greatest purpose is to make us find out what has us come alive and then go and do that. Because what this world needs is people who have come alive. I believe it was Howard Thurman who said that. And so that is my wish, my desire for each and every one of us. Please do check out Jamila's work. And we are so grateful and definitely need to have you back on the show again, Jamila. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much.